Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Mm. Ah. Ooh. We're going to crack it. We're going to do it now. Come on. We'll wrap it up. He's still out there, like an owl in the night. Woohoo! Right, whenever you're ready, Tess. Hello, and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. Your host today is Tiss. With me, my co-hosts, as always. Introduce yourselves, Bob. Hi, this is Bob. Beefy. Hello, I am Bife. New year, new tiss with that intro. I always planned to roll straight into that. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to hesitate. It was roll great. Roll straight in. I think it's one of your strongest yeah. intros. It really was. Nice. That was remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> remarkable. So we're mixing it up a little bit. Normally, um, I think I normally start the series, but I'm not ready. So tiss has stepped up. Yeah. I was going to research it weeks ago, and as usual, I waited until this week, because I remembered if I research it too early, the fire goes, and Mm. I don't have any enthusiasm for the subject anymore. And this one's a biggie. Is it? Okay, what, like long-awaited? This one's a real biggie. It's long-awaited. Should we we roll straight in? How are you guys doing? Yeah, like it's 2021, Um, so, you know... Yeah, yeah, the new year, new year. Same as that ever doesn't was. feel like a new year. No, <laughs> it's like the same fucking year, just carrying on. Apart from um, old Papa's gone, isn't he? So we're not going to mention him anymore on the pod. I don't think it's done now. It's like who? A, you know, I you know. I have no idea you're talking the about the guy who left yesterday. No, <laughs> the, he's, you're going to make us say if, his if name. If there is such a guy, he is dead to me, most certainly. You've got okay. it. So he doesn't right. exist. The name I'm not even going to have to beep his name anymore because it's just not going to be mentioned. It's like we've all woken up from a bad dream and we can just not acknowledge that ever happened. Yeah. He's yesterday's news. Yesterday's news. Who is? Exactly. Right, cool. Who? What are we doing? Go on, go into it. Like an owl in the night. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, right, let's just roll straight in. Uh, I'm going to play a video clip, which will, uh, after this, you guys are going to try and guess what we're talking about today. He always does this, and I'm always, I always struggle to guess. It'll be, <laughs> it's because it, he normally plays like a clip of like the Smurfs. Like, what is so it? The last time he played a clip of Zoolander. <laughs> 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 no, this one's more. Um, is it Austin Powers? Uh, linked. Y- yeah, baby. <laughs> no. Uh, right, here we go. This one's more linked. Does it seem to you as if uh, you're pretty much on the verge of finding this man? Well, I wouldn't want to say that, uh, Dave. Uh, we're hoping. Uh, we've we've got 
some good things working for us, but it takes time. Mm -hmm. And to be able to reach out and pluck this guy out of the air isn't done. Uh, uh, in most murder cases, you'll find a motive. But of course, this guy is just a killer, uh, a mad killer, and you have no motive. So it makes it a little bit harder for us to track him down. It's also fairly obvious that the man greatly enjoys the publicity that surrounds this thing. I know. I know. Yeah. Is it the big Z? The big Z to the O to the D. To the I to the, to the, the A, A to, to the, the C. C. Mr. Zodiac. Zodiac. Awesome. Nice. You're right. This is a big game. Let me tell you, there is so much yeah, this information. Is, this is. I'm surprised you're not saying this is a two-parter. It probably is. I've got so much information. Well, we'll see. If this runs long, we'll just call it a two-parter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it, oh, there's so much information. Can I just I was say, watching a whole. I'm yeah. really pleased. I'm not the one doing this because it's such. Yeah, me a, too. I've been so waiting big. for one of you two to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at all the material and thinking, ah, oh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been mostly waiting to rewatch the Zodiac film because I'd rewatched it. I'd, I'd watched it, uh, you know, probably too recent mm. uh, to, to do the episode, but not close enough to just off the cuff, you know. Yeah. So it was long enough, and Lids hadn't seen the film and either. It's so. not. It's not a quick watch. It's not. It's two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's long. Uh, I do love that film though. I don't think I've seen it. But you haven't seen it, Beef? No. David Fincher's Zodiac. That is a must-watch. It's one of his you, best. You just gave me one of the reasons why I've never watched it. The attention to detail is 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 amazing. It's too long. Yeah, it is long, but it is fantastic film. It is. Th this is my problem with long films. Every every film that's long, I want to see, but I just mm. don't have the time. Yeah, I some I sometimes will break them up into two halves. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've, I've started to do that recently because I thought, well, otherwise I'm never going to see these things. Yeah, and I'm like, why can't I just watch it over like two or three nights? What's the problem? A lot of the time, if it's really long, me and Becky will call it a Sunday film, and we'll watch like an hour, maybe an hour and a half of it, like lunchtime on Sunday, and then we'll watch the other half with dinner on Sunday. Yeah, that sounds good. Hmm. Sweet. But yeah, Beef, it's a must-watch. This it, will whet your appetite for it. I'm sure it will. And I, I mean, I want to make it clear that whilst I didn't want to lead this one, this is the one I wanted to do the most and just participate and be and, mm. and enjoy it. So yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. And we've talked about Zodiac a little bit. It came up on the uh, weird phone calls one that we recorded at Tissa's house in Bristol because we talked about the the, the time when he supposedly, maybe, maybe not called into the talk show, mm. which is in that film as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I yeah, this uh, this <laughs> there's a lot of info to go through. There's so much. Uh, this this could be a two-parter. I think it's a two-parter. I feel like now I've hinted that it's a two-parter. This is like, yeah, it's, it's a two-parter. It's one of those where I, when I do it, when I prepare an episode, I can never have too much information. Yeah. And part of me was like, I'm probably going to have to sort of leave stuff out. But like when you said two-parter, I was like, yeah, probably. It probably could be a two-parter. Well, if we say, if, if it goes through and it's a one-parter, so be it. Saying to the listeners now, this could be a two-parter, Tiss. I'll just leave it to you to like run us through 
what you how much you want to call a breaking point where you yeah. want if you want and then you know which stuff you might want to look more into for part two if it goes that way yeah yeah and if that's the case we'll just the next episode will just be you again doing part two sweet yeah Sounds keep it good. on the roll yeah cool but yeah let's let's start where you want to then let's delve in um the zodiac i'll give like a brief overview and then maybe we'll look at the victims the chronology of what happened how it happened and then maybe we'll look at some suspects. The suspects is where the meat, yeah, the yeah. real meat is. Mm. Uh, obviously, what happened, happened. Well, the um, the interesting thing about Zodiac is, before we even get into it, obviously, he is a guy that killed people. It's a big mystery. Uh, but... Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um but the thing is, there was like people would try to get on his fame and, and stuff. So some of the, the deaths, they're not even sure were him. It's like some they're like definite this was him and some they're like this might have been him or it might have been some, someone else. Yeah. And there's some that maybe he took credit for which weren't him. Yeah, exactly. That other way. And then you've got that every event. It's like people are not sure what events were him and not. And that made it more cloudy in trying to figure it out. Yeah. But yeah. Let's go mm. for it. So I can take you through, I mean, the, the main ones that are in, the, in the, the victim side of things, I'll take you through are the confirmed Zodiac killings, and then we'll go through maybe some of the ones that he took credit for, or could have took credit for, or there was a few links uh, in the evidence that pointed towards maybe it being him. So before we um, continue, I would just say, um, potentially, if we do end up splitting this into two, you could go through the timeline, the deaths, um, and you know the, the puzzles and stuff. This one, and then do the suspects as part two. Sounds good, potentially. But yeah, I mean that would because the suspects yeah, yeah, is cool. the meatiest section of it, so that would work as a as a second part. But however you want to do it. Cool. Okay. Uh, so we'll go to the first definite Zodiac victim, uh, Cherry Joe Bates. Uh, this is one that didn't come up in the film. Um, in fact, one of two early ones that wasn't in the film at the start. The film I recommend to everyone because it is uh, so well researched, even down to the outfits and yeah. some of the settings. Really? The original 60s locations and stuff like that. Uh, really well researched. The way that film was done as well, they only show what is 100% confirmed to have happened. So that's why a lot of the deaths and murders you don't see because they're not sure how they happened or whatever. Like the ones that you see more in depth are the ones that there were survivors from so they can explain exactly what happened and they do them exactly how they happened. So they only show stuff that was fact in the film. If you live in the UK... Yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. You can catch Zodiac on Netflix. Yeah, I know. That's how I watched it a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Rewatched it. So these first ones, they're not in the film then, these first couple of kills. So you've got this guy who's been doing some murders. Yeah. Uh, and so this guy, not in the film, so we're not really sure if it was Zodiac or not. Uh, this is Cherry Josephine Bates. This is the first victim. Right. right. Um, Just not in the film. That... Uh, not in the film, but the film starts with the third victim. Um, mm -hmm. 
This one was a 1966 graduate of Riverside Ramona High School. 18-year-old Cherry Joe Bates was beaten and stabbed multiple times with a short-bladed knife. Her throat was also cut. There was no evidence of robbery or sexual molestation, and there were no witnesses. Um, Bates had visited her college library, and the police believed that was when her Volkswagen Beetle was disabled by her eventual killer. Her car was found approximately 100 yards from the alley where she was killed. Um, A men's Timex watch with a band suggesting a 7-inch wrist was found at the scene, along with a military-style hill print indicating a size 8 to 10 shoe. Mm. 7-inch wrist? Yeah, I I guess around. That seems really like quite a big, thick wrist to me. Probably not. Like... Probably like a builder's wrist. I'm a builder and my wrists aren't seven inches. <laughs> Wait, you're not you're not really a builder. <laughs> no. Bob the Builder. Yeah. yeah, have you not seen that show about me? <laughs> <laughs> I was played by Neil Morrissey. <laughs> um and the the shoes uh, were eventually traced uh, sorry, the watch was eventually traced to a military post, possibly in England, and the shoes could have been sold nearby March Air Force Base. Uh, investigators established the watch was ripped from the attacker's wrist during the struggle. Although, although the watch had stopped on twelve twenty four, it's unknown exactly when the crime occurred. Mm. Bates died very quickly. So, are we sure this is Zodiac who did this killing? Well, it says the Zodiac was first considered a suspect in the Bates murder in October nineteen sixty nine, when the Riverside Police Department noted similarities between the Bates case and Napa County's Zodiac killing of September twenty seventh, nineteen sixty nine. Right. So this is why it's so impossible to catch the guy, because they're like, well, this is probably him. But if it wasn't, yeah, they're then going off evidence of like, well, this is the sort of size shoe he's got. This is the sort of build we've got based on the wristwatch. This is. And if it wasn't him, they're going on completely like false evidence. Yeah. In that era, it's just so hard to track anyone down, it feels like. Definitely. It seems like there's a lot of links with the Zodiac Killer to military, a military past. Right. Because um, there's other, there's other sort of shreds of evidence, like um, there was lots of cryptology books taken out of a military library. In San Francisco, I think it was. Mm, um, yeah, San Francisco is where all, like a lot of the killings were going on, isn't it, around that area? Yeah. Uh, and obviously he used cryptology to crypt... All, <laughs> cryptoid his messages? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll allow <laughs> it. He cryptoided it. <laughs> cryptoided all his messages. So I feel yeah. like 1940s, 50s, 60s America was like rife with murders. Like this. It feels like it, doesn't it? Maybe that's just me watching a load of like noir films. and Playing too much L.A. noir. Yeah, probably. No. Uh, so in San Francisco, on the documentary I've watched, um, actually uh, they said that there wasn't a lot of crime back in those days. Mm. If there was much crime, it was, you know, a bar fight, stolen car, this sort of stuff. Murder wasn't really... Hippie town though, isn't it, San Fran? yeah especially in that era yeah yeah totally um but you could be forgiven for thinking there was a lot of murders because as we're going to find out from how the zodiacs managed to evade police back in those days the police um communication between sort of uh districts was pretty poor someone 
moving around and killing randomly could probably get away with oh he did uh getting away with it um pretty easily mm. compared to now anyway cool well that that's that's cherry josephine bates i actually until today hadn't read that she was even a victim um it's not very well documented so it's like it just is so it's it's not 100 percent well obviously can't they confer they can't confirm any of them but it's like potentially this was him as well this might have been his first victim basically yeah. like I've, slash and nash <laughs> yeah Actually, I've got to do a shout-out quickly um, ahead of all the information I give. Shout-out to ZodiacKiller.com. This is where most of the information I'll be presenting that is all collated. Right. It's a really good website for every, everything Zodiac. I mean, so, I didn't even have to write a lot of notes for this episode because when I was writing notes, I was like, this site has everything I'm writing anyway. So like we always say to listeners, um, if uh, we're only going to give a cursory glance at this stuff, even if it ends up being a two-parter, um, but if this wets your whistle for more Zodiac info and you want to go a deep dive on it, head over to Zodiac Killer. Where is it? ZodiacKiller.com? ZodiacKiller.com, yeah. Yeah, head over there. And the guy, I think it's Tom Vaught, uh, appears in many uh, documentaries link uh link to the zodiac he's uh just collating a lot of good information and new information and still yeah trying to push the still case on the hump. um mm. interestingly enough when the film came out in 2006 i believe mm-hmm. uh the the case had been closed till then and the case got reopened like a week later yeah and it's still open now in san francisco really? is that true i remember yeah. reading that yeah huh um so yeah there's still people doing a lot of good work uh, on this case and uh i'm all too happy to take their information yeah and we'll get on to suspects at some other time but there are like a few favorite suspects aren't there that people like to discuss between yeah yeah there's (laughs) there's some real doozies every single one of them you could really find a treasure trove of information about yeah uh you know linking them to it so and that's that's the only thing I would criticise the David Fincher film for. It really does lean into saying, like, it's almost like David Fincher thought, I think it's this guy, so it really lays it on thick to make you think it's that guy. Yeah. Really? Uh, all the information that he presents against that guy is all true as well. It's yeah. Just, it just feels like it's you know, edging you, it's making you as a viewer lean yeah. into who it wants you to think it is. Yeah, definitely. So I'll be interested to hear who the other real like suspected people are well the film's higher suspect is not the current higher suspect so they haven't this isn't wrapped up then it's still going on no no big old mystery he's still out there wow we we're gonna crack it we're gonna decide it we're gonna do it now come on we'll wrap it up in the next hour he's like the american jack the ripper right next victim tissy um cool let's move on to David Arthur Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. Mm. Uh, this place of attack was a gravel parking area along the remote Lake Herman Road. This was, uh, what, what would you call it, Lovers, Lovers Way, or yeah, what do they call it? <laughs> um, lovers Retreat. Yeah, something like that. Uh, make out point. Make out point. Lovers Lane. Right. Lovers Lane. That sort of thing. <laughs> um. A first date uh, ended up there, and the killer um, came up behind the car, 
turned, turned came came up behind the car um and then went away and then came back shone a flashlight in both their eyes that like flashlight they thought it must have been a cop or someone and then just started opening opening fire on both of them mm. um uh. Sorry, I just yeah. can't get over that this is this actually happened. That I've only ever seen this in films. Yeah, just some douchebag. That feels like guy. something of a film, doesn't it? Yeah, some douchebag guy, and sh- like they're out together, and she's like, "Oh, my dad doesn't like you. He's told me I can't spend any time <laughs> with you." And he's like, "It's okay, baby. It's cool. It's cool." And then he's just like, <laughs> puts his arm around her, puts the music on the radio. Oh, it's cold out here. Oh, that's fine. Just snuggle in. We've all seen this before. I can't believe it. Now my pads are chafing me. (laughs) According to the police report, the victims were apparently approached while occupying Faraday Station wagon. Shots were fired into the vehicle in an apparent effort to force them out. Jensen uh, exited the front passenger door first, followed by Faraday. Faraday was shot as he emerged from the car. Jensen was then shot as she fled on foot. Um, yeah, Faraday was shot in the head at point-blank range wow. and died within minutes. Uh, Betty Lee Jensen was shot five times in the back and killed instantly. Jesus. The weapon was a twenty-two caliber semi-automatic pistol. Um, no indication, again, of in, of robbery or sexual molestation. While there were no witnesses, several vehicles were seen in the area prior to the local resident Stella Borges discovering the crime scene. We've had a stabbing and a shooting. Yeah, different methods. If it is the same guy, mm. different methods. Yeah, mixing it up to get rid of the scent. I mean, point blank range as well. That's that's going to be messy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Who would want to be? I who would want to be just like a forensics person just arriving to that scene just like brains my sister's had to go to a few scenes a bit like that really no way yeah she had to go to like a one recently it was a and it was a fucking mess in there oh great oh my god i've got a friend who's a she's a forensics doctor for the police Mm. so she does loads of uh you know different stuff i think she could potentially do stuff like that but she's mostly been doing like drugs like people like drugs people that sort of stuff so that killing happened and they uh didn't really have any leads sort of time passed so that was december 20th 1968 let's fast forward to july 5th 1969 darlene ferron and mike magoo this is where the zodiac film picks up from right okay hmm Time of attack, approximately 12.10 a.m. Place of attack, uh, the parking lot of a secluded Blue Rock Springs Park on the eastern outskirts of Vallejo, California. Make out point. The method of attack, (laughs) pretty much. Uh, Darlene Ferrin, age 22, was shot five times. Mike Magoo, age 19, was shot four times. Uh, The weapon was 9mm semi-automatic pistol. No indication of robbery or sexual molestation. So that, Again. that's really similar to the second one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Ferrin was married uh, and worked as a waitress at Terry's restaurant. Uh, Magoo was single and worked as a labourer. Uh, Ferrin's husband, Dean, was initially a suspect in the murder, however, was ruled out 
Once it was established, he was working as a cook at Caesar's restaurant at the time of the murder. Ferrin's first husband, James Phillips Crabtree, also briefly a suspect. Uh, according to the surviving victim, Magoo, he and Ferrin had parked at the isolated location to talk. Uh, a car, possibly a light brown Ford Mustang or a Chevrolet Corvair, pulled into the lot just a few feet away. A man with a flashlight exited the vehicle and approached them. Actually, sorry, that this is the one with the flashlight. Sorry, the first one was just a pure killing. Right, okay. Uh, I guess maybe with a flashlight, but there was no witnesses and they both died. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the one where Magoo survived in the end. Yeah. Uh, so this witness account is uh, what happened. A man with a flashlight exited the vehicle and approached them. There was no other cars in the parking lot. Uh, thinking it was a police officer, the couple had their identification ready. Uh, without warning, the man began firing at the couple. Uh, after five shots were fired, the man walked slowly back to his car. Magoo uh, sort of screamed in pain. I think he was probably gargling or whatever. So, uh, at which point the man returned and fired two more shots into each victim. Uh, it was at this point that Magoo got a look at him. The man was white, 5'8 to 5'9, in his late 20s to early 30s, stocky build, round face, and brown hair. Uh, no conversation between the victims and the man occurred. Approximately 45 minutes later, the Vallejo Police Department received a call from a man claiming responsibility for the uh, the attack. Uh, he correctly identified the weapon used as a 9mm. He also took credit for the Faraday and Jensen murders uh, in December. So this is this is where the Faraday and Jensen murders got mm. uh, lumped in with this and the Zodiac killings began. Mm. Um. For the next few weeks, the investigation went nowhere. Then, on July 31st, 1969, letters were sent to the Vallejo Times-Herald, San Francisco Examiner, and the San Francisco Chronicle. The letters claimed to be from the killer of Faraday, Jensen, and Ferron. Uh, details were included that only the killer could have known, uh, and each letter contained one-third of a cipher that, if sold, supposedly... Uh, contained the killer's identity. Uh, while the killer hadn't yet given himself an, the name Zodiac, this marked the beginning of a letter-writing spree that would go on for more than five years. So this is, yeah, this is the start of him fucking around and playing games with the press and the police and this, like, sort of proving he's better and more intelligent than them and also wanting some sort of fame. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how he consistently always wanted to uh, take credit for for murders and and get this fame and write in uh, and, yeah, spread the attention between all of the different newspapers. It's not this first letter, is it? Or is it that he said to them, print this on the front page or something? This is the one, yeah. That's in reference to the one where it's to be printed on the front page... Uh, I believe one paper printed on the front page, one didn't, and one put it on the fourth page. Right. Um, one that didn't, I believe, asked for more confirmation, and then he wrote uh, back with more information um, and confirming. Yeah, more more information that only the Zodiac could have known. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that the they did it. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. So it's like he created his own like fame and buzz by like the public now know about this guy and everyone's trying to like solve the it's almost like a fucking it feels like a plot to a film trying to solve the middle the riddle of the zodiac and there's this big game going on and it's like you could be a winner (laughs) like i don't know it's really weird it's interesting you say about films because there's uh, a lot of evidence pointing towards the zodiac being a great fan of film right and movies yeah yeah um, in the ciphers, there's a lot of references to different films, quotes, uh, and yeah, I, I do think that maybe spurred on by his love of film, he mm. created maybe his own film, his own story. Definitely like a flair for the dramatic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. But can you imagine that happening now, like with Twitter, like how abuzz the whole world would be, that all the papers are printing letters from a killer on the front page and saying solve this riddle that he sent us and stuff yeah but yeah you probably couldn't have it happen these days it's just, i just don't think it'd be possible he'd get caught yeah exactly you'd have your pants pulled down too quickly mm. yeah back then it was just the perfect mix of uh, a lack of communication between different bureaus of police and and stuff like that and just not the technology there was no fingerprinting the forensics was there was there was no forensics no so the handling of evidence was sloppy um very hard to get a dna mm. even now it's hard to get dna that you can confirm was definitely the killers and not mixed with lots of different people that could have handled those things it's a perfect storm for him really because it's like He's he knows it feels like he knows what he can get away with and how much he can push it. Um, so they're going to find it harder to to find out who he is because of the limitations of the day. But also it's the start of like, you know, um, chat shows and fame and the press being the big thing. And he's praying in that as well. So he's having his cake and eat it. He's like the perfect time for me to strike is now I can get on. You know, I can become like a, a celebrity of the press, but also mm. fly just under the radar of the police. Yeah, yeah. And it's like f- straddling this line between them. It's the perfect storm. Little fucker. Little fucker. Uh, one of the letters uh, I can read out. Uh, this was what sent to the San Francisco Chronicle. Again, Zodiac Killer, I really can't. Uh, ZodiacKiller.com, sorry. Uh, I really can't uh, rate enough. You can go on there. You can see the original scans of all these letters. So this is the newspaper that in the film Jake Gyllenhaal's character works for, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. the Chronicle. I think it is. Yeah. Um, oh, God, what was his name? Because that, that guy w- obviously did work there and he wrote the book Zodiac. Yeah, that's it because... Um, he was an amateur sleuth. Yeah, I, I, can't remember. I, don't, I can't remember his name, but yeah. Because he would not drop the case, even after people were losing interest, he was still digging into it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. With the help of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Bob. I thought I'd just jump in to uh, let you know the name of the person we're talking about is Robert Graysmith. So there we go, back to the episode. Uh, The letter reads, Dear Editor, this is the murderer of the two teenagers last Christmas. 
uh, at Lake Herman and the girl on the 4th of July near the golf course in Vallejo. To prove I killed them, I shall state some facts which only I and the police know. Uh, brand name of ammo, Super X 2. Ten shots were fired. Uh, the boy was on his back with his feet to the car. The girl was on the right side, feet to the west. Girl was wearing patterned slacks. The boy was also shot in the knee. Uh, brand name of... Blah, 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 blah. Uh, couldn't read that part. I think it's ammo, something Western. Smith and Western. Smith and Western. Really That's a guess. I can't can't read the handwriting at that point. Um, his writing his writing goes downwards. They say if you write up, you're optimistic. So what if what if your writing goes slants from up to down? Pessimistic. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Yeah. It's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying if it goes up, optimistic. So what could down possibly be? <laughs> yeah. What could it possibly be? I'm going to um, say glass half empty. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was the... Yeah, the handwriting is shocking. But I think this is the one Do you one think received... his handwriting was that bad or he's trying to mask it? He's writing with his left hand or something? Or his non-dominant hand? This is one of the theories. Um, on one of the suspects, they think he was ambidextrous right. and could write with his left hand. Uh, I think there was um, a lot of debate about whether a left hand could produce something that was totally different to the right hand. There'd always right. be similarities, but but yeah. Uh, this was the debut of the Zodiac. So this was the debut of him him uh, or her referring to themselves as the Zodiac. Ow, my foot is just cramped. Sorry. Uh <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, it's back again. Right, there we go. Dear editor... I'll put that after the credits. (laughs) Dear editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. In answer to your asking for more details about the good times, uh, I have something, something, Vallejo. I shall be very happy to supply with more material... By the way, something the police having a good time with the code. If not, tell them to check when they do crack it. They will have me. On the 4th of July, I did not. Something, something, something. (laughs) The window was rolled. Something all. The boy was originally sitting in the front seat when I began firing. Uh, it goes on with more chicken scratch, but essentially that was <laughs> chicken scratch. That was the yeah the San Francisco Examiner. So that was the San Francisco Examiner that was had replied and wanted more info to prove prove you're the Zodiac or well prove you're the man. Uh, and then this was the first Zodiac uh, letter. Can you imagine uh, that this is like being investigated in a court of law and this is the guy there presenting the evidence and it's just like, <laughs> something about Wesson, blah, blah, more chicken scratch, you get the idea. <laughs> if I was a, a lawyer, I'd be Lionel Hutz, for sure. <laughs> I rest my I case, Your Honour. I court thingy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, case dismissed. <laughs> That's why you're the judge and I'm the law-talking guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man! Or I'd Guys. be that chicken from um, Futurama. <laughs> oh yeah, the hyper chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the chicken scratch. Love it. Back to the hyper chicken. Back to the chicken scratch. Uh, so that letter was. So the letters were thirty first of July. This was a August letter, so pretty close after. Uh, and then October, August. Okay, so oh, okay, sorry. September comes way before October. Sorry, I'm just being silly. It's the month before, right. yeah. <laughs> it's the month before. <laughs> so after this letter, case closed. Comes to our next. <laughs> comes to our next victims. Right. Celia Shepherd and Brian Hartnell. So how long how long has it been between that potential third victims and this one? Uh the okay, so the we've got December twentieth for David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. Then yeah. it goes the next year, July, and then September. So July to September of the same year, nineteen sixty nine. Okay, so like two months. Yeah. Okay, that's not too that's not too long. That's like enough time for it to die down and then go and strike again. Yeah, yeah. Summer of 69 must have really sucked for those guys. And then you've got like every person in the world just really nostalgic about that year. Mm. That that must be hard. Outro, <laughs> outro music this week. <laughs> the summer of 69. Oh, um, God. Sorry. <laughs> We're really being silly, right? Okay, we need to get through these victims, right? How many victims were there, Tiss? We need to get through them, just like the Zodiac did. <laughs> Great, this is definitely a two-parter. Yeah, as I say, part one is the victims, part two is the suspects. Beautiful. Right. Victim... How many victims were four. there? Four of... Um, confirmed victims of the Zodiac Killer. You've got Cherry Joe Bates, the first one. You've got the David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. They both died, so that's three victims. And then Darlene Ferrin, Mike Magoo. Mike Magoo survived, so that's four victims. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless you're counting someone who got shot, so maybe five if, if you're counting people so who got, got shot. So we've got five, five attempted, four actual so far. Yeah. Um, and... And then Cecilia Shepard, Brian Hartnell, who we're talking about now. And then after that, we've got one more confirmed Zodiac. Uh, and then every other one is sort of like one that he maybe he took credit for, maybe got linked. Maybe it was him, maybe he stole it, maybe someone did it and pretended they were him or whatever. Exactly. Right, okay. I couldn't imagine killing anyone, but I particularly, I couldn't imagine killing that many people. And... It being a game. Once you've done it once, it's easier. And just being a game to you, it's just a game. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's just a big, fun game. At random. Oh, I mean... At random as well, it seems. Wasn't, wasn't like, kaplunk all the rage in the 70s and 60s? Just, I feel like, just give him a game of kaplunk or... <laughs> it's not good enough, though, is it, kaplunk? Buckaroo. Are you saying that kaplunk was the reason why these people turned to murder? It was just... Such a fucking boring game. They wanted something with more depth. Kaplunk, is that the one where you've got loads of um, like sticks and you've got to pull them out and the ball goes? Yeah, through. and the marbles fall through. Yeah, it's rubbish. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of hungry hippos. Pop up pirate as well because you all you have to do is remember the slot where the it makes pop up and that's it. Game over. 
crocodile dentist. <laughs> you will never win. So it should be still be fun though. <laughs> so is this this so this next one? Is this the guy who was in the car? Uh, this next one is not. No, this oh, one. Okay. Um, this one changes a little bit, but it's similar to the first attack. This is a knife attack. Okay. Um, mm. So this is approximately six o'clock in the evening of a September twenty seventh, nineteen sixty nine Saturday. Just to set the picture there. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, the shoreline of Lake Berryessa near Napa, California. Method of attack: uh, Cecilia Shepard, age twenty two, was stabbed ten times, five in the front and five in the back. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine stabbing someone once. No. Yeah. Can you imagine stabbing someone ten times? Ah, you'd be knackered. Yeah. Horrible. Ten times, that is... That's maniacal. Well, yeah, I guess so. I haven't done anything ten times in a row. Wow. But you... you, Well, you... (laughs) There was them slow days when you were a teenager. (laughs) When, um... (laughs) Absolute filth. Oh, (laughs) we've brought the tone right down. There was a guy who was a copper who used to... Tell us some stuff that he shouldn't have um, when lifting. Oh, sorry, I should probably bleep that. Um, but he he said like he would investigate some. He said that he investigated one home and the husband had stabbed the wife fifty times. So can you imagine fifty? Like what sort of mindset your brain is in? And then he cut her head off and threw it down the garden. Yeah, so I can't imagine stabbing someone once. I can't imagine stabbing someone ten times. And from that example, I can't imagine how you would even stab someone fifty times and have any power left in your hand to then cut the woman's head off. You'd be bored after at least five. At what point, if you've just got in a domestic row and then you suddenly flip and do that, at what point during the removal of someone's head, because that isn't a quick process, are you thinking, what the fuck am I doing? They're probably just in an animalistic rage though, right? I just... It just... Boggle was my mind. Scary stuff. Another good game, Boggle. I mean, so hang on a minute. So he st- stabbed this woman 50 times. 50. Yeah, this, um, isn't, he... this isn't the Zodiac. This is did... some kind no, no, of... No, I know. Did... <laughs> yeah. I mean, did, did, how did they know that? Did he? Did they count? Did he count them? They yeah, just... they do. That's the autopsy, isn't it? I don't even know what's left when you've stabbed him 50 times. No. How do you it's... differentiate the different stab wounds from each other? It's yeah. like itchy and scratchy, where it just like chops him up and it's just like vapour. <laughs> oh yeah, <The> powder. <laughs> it's just paint, and then he breathed him in, and then yeah, all that. Anyway, yeah. Um, but anyway, ten times the the zodiac did it. Jeez, ten times, five in the front, five in the back. Uh, Brian Hartnell, age twenty, was stabbed six times in the back. Uh, the knife had a wooden handle and a blade approximately ten to twelve inches long. That's a long blade. Uh, there was no indication of robbery or sex every time. Uh, sexual molestation. So yeah, we get it. So this this if I was to paint the picture of the the crime, uh, someone approached this couple next to a lake uh, in a hood, uh, complete black overall hood, black hood uh, with a black bib with a zodiac the zodiac symbol, which is a crosshair with a a circle this, around it. This is the bit in the film, right? That you see this. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, they, I know this. I know the scene, so I can picture it from that. Um, and to begin with, um, he weaves this story about being an escaped convict, 
and that he just wants their keys, wants their money. Uh, so very calmly, they are complying. And then he gets some um, washing line out of his pocket and says for her to tie him up. Um, this is uh, Cecilia to tie up Brian. And then he ties up Cecilia, uh, puts them on their front, and then proceeds to start stabbing them mm. maniacally. This scene in the film is really scary, I think. Yeah. Because it's so realistic. Like, it's one of the most realistic, like, killer attacks I think I've seen in a film because it's so cold and methodical. Yeah. He's just asking them to do... To, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. I've not seen it. Uh, Need to see it. Shepard noticed a man approaching them wearing an unusual costume, holding a gun. He appeared to be more than six feet tall with a heavy build. Um, yeah, someone is really big as well, really imposing. It's super scary. But he was holding a gun uh, when he was getting them to do all of this and comply. Mm. Um, he had a gun to them the whole time. Um, yeah, the man claimed he was a prison escapee from either Montana or Colorado. At Montana or Colorado. Tied him with clothesline. After the assault, the man walked casually away from the scene. After several minutes, a nearby fisherman heard the couple screaming and alerted park rangers. By the time help arrived, Shepard and Hartner had managed to untie their restraints. It took nearly an hour for an ambulance to arrive, at which time both victims were in critical condition. Just over an hour after the attack, the Napa Police Department received a call from a man claiming responsibility for the stabbing. Uh, the call was quickly traced to a phone booth on in downtown Napa, which was uh, like one block away from the police station. Uh, and the fingerprints were later recovered. Uh, meanwhile, Napa County's Sheriff Department deputies were responding to the crime scene. They found that the attacker had written a message on the victim's car door. The message included the dates of Faraday Jensen, uh, Ferrin Magoo, and the attacks, and was signed with a cross-circle symbol. Tire tracks indicated that the killer had parked between, uh, behind the victim's car. Again, size 10.5 wing walker shoe prints were recovered from the scene, so... Uh, that's consistent with the first murder uh, where we've heard about the between 8 and 10 size but army boots indicating a, a suspect weighing more than 210 pounds. I'm not sure how much of that is in stone. That's, that's, that's pretty heavy. big. Yeah. That's heavy. That's like, yeah. It's, well, they said he wasn't that tall, so he's quite stocky then. Yeah. Uh, he's quite well, tall. They said six, he was six, stock- foot. six foot. Oh, because earlier on, they didn't they say he was 5'8"? Um, five eight five well, nine. Maybe I not. Thought. No. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe that was. Uh, but what the Magoo... difference between five eight and six foot is, you know, might wear in heels that <laughs> minimal, day. isn't it? Depending <laughs> on your perspective, isn't it? Where you're sitting, and it might, and it depends on the ground he was on. Yeah, exactly. It was like yeah. night time when they say in five eight as well. So yeah, exactly. I would say the park description is probably more accurate. And he and they were sitting down. Wow. This guy's mental. Yeah. So the conclusion of that was this was a bizarre and horrifying crime. Careful consideration of the facts should dispel all myths that the Zodiac was simply a super criminal only intent on taunting the police. Rather, he was a very warped individual who apparently had grown bored with mere killing. He now apparently needed to implement extremely bizarre behavior in order to achieve satisfaction. Hmm. 
Um, this, yeah, that 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 kind of differs from most of the crimes because this one, there's a lot of interaction with the victims. Yeah, this is a weird one. He's like playing a game with them. The other ones, he kind of just shoots and runs, like the flashlight attached to the gun. He he didn't talk to them. No. It's like he's getting cockier. He's gonna. He's trying something new. That's not doing it anymore. Groaning confidence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's. They say that about uh, serial killers that they get caught often because they're chasing the next buzz and yeah. it eventually leads to them making a mistake, getting complacent because they they get into something that they don't understand or they don't like. They're not very confident with. Yeah. It's a law of diminishing returns as well. They're chasing that hire the first time. Like he shot them, shot the people the first time, and then he shot again. Maybe it didn't do it for him, like the second shooting. So then he starts stabbing people, and then but he knows that next stabbing's not going to do it. So he does this like playing with them the next time, tying up all that shit. I don't know. It's like he's chasing a new, chasing new something new. It's a new high, and, and the um. The outfit as well, like that's curious. Whether well, that, that again leans into that like film obsession, that theatrical aspect of him giving himself his own logo and outfit. It is like a supervillain. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because the the logo that he's drawing, I'm just gonna hold it up. Does it? It looks like this, doesn't it? Uh, I can't see it, but yeah, the that. I'm guessing the crosshair. That can you not see my video this? Oh no no! I've I've got oh, the video right. off because my internet. Is oh, so it's like a enough. circle. It's like a circle with a cross for it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. crosshairs. Yeah, totally. Mm. Um, and and like it's curious because you wonder with that get up. Do you think that maybe he was hoping to be, you know, that's an out. That's like a, like yeah, like a movie outfit. Yeah. But who who was the outfit for? If the victims were supposed to be killed, and you've got to assume that he was trying to kill them. Who was going to tell stories of that suit? I can only be for himself. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Do you think because of the lake, and that maybe he was hoping that maybe some people across the lake would spot it and sort of... I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's like he's trying something on for size. But also, like if someone approached me, really tall, hooded some weird symbol on them that's instantly going to put me off my guard and I'm going to be scared instantly yeah yeah so it's almost like an effect on them as well and then he's going to like the power of that and then he's like right okay that worked this time maybe I can start using the suit a bit more maybe I can reveal a picture of this identity to the press or something I don't know he's like testing his own superhero villain outfit and it's also interesting because he was wearing the Zodiac symbol, obviously trying to portray that he's the Zodiac, but then saying that he's an escapee from prison. Yeah, Rather that's than really weird. That doesn't add going up. Going in and saying, I'm the Zodiac, you know, this is a Zodiac killing or, I don't know. Yeah, this is a, yeah. It's like it's he's... Very curious. It is. Yeah, I don't know. But does he mean just got out of prison, or could he be talking about just years ago? I think he was talking about uh, escapee, like he'd escaped oh, from prison. He needed, right. yeah, he he needed money that. in a car. He said, I want your money in your car, and I need to escape to Mexico. And that's what the the story was. It would just be a cover story. That would just be like that, a... That feels like theatrical again, though. He's playing a role. He's playing a part. Yeah. It's like he's in a film that he's making up. 
oh, I'm going to yeah. play like an escapee this time. I need a car yeah. and I've just escaped. Like he's playing a game, like he's in a land of make-believe for himself in his own yeah, little yeah. film. Please tell me that's your hot water bottle. Hot water bottle. Yeah. Yeah, it is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian Hartnell survived the attack. Um, so this guy, but this is, this is, again, it's probably why we will never have serial killers like this again, because you just wouldn't have the opportunity to think up this kind of behaviour and to... It's so outlandish it's for you, something nowadays. He's revelling mm. in it and loving it, and you just wouldn't... I, I don't know, maybe you would, but I really wouldn't think that you could have, as a killer, you could have that kind of opportunity to be that just blasé with your actions. No. Yeah. Because you must have to be so confident. Like imagine that. Like actually if you if you're if you're like a maniac or a complete psychopath, they, all this stuff is actually what makes it interesting because the killing isn't necessarily gonna do it for you because you don't care anyway. It's not the people don't mean anything to you and it's not exactly it's probably not exactly thrilling. What makes it thrilling is the fact that you're not getting caught and that everyone's talking about you. Isn't it weird to be able to completely detach yourself, though, from humanity to the point where someone's life is just like it's not, it's just a, like you said, it's just a game? Yeah. That is really scary. That is like what we were talking about with the psychopaths episode years ago. Yeah. It's like to completely detach from what it, what humanity is to the point where other human beings, like you're a human being yourself, but other human beings, they're just toys. Yeah. And what's the difference? What, would would these people would they mind necessarily if they were if they fell foul to someone else's game? Do you know what I mean? Or would they understand it and respect? Like, do you know? I don't. I don't know. I don't really understand. But I just part of me feels like they'd be like, oh, you know, fair play, you got me. And then part of me feels like when it's the shoes on the other foot, they turn into like babbling coward babies and start crying. Yeah. 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 Maybe I don't know. It just it's just interesting to think about it. I mean, not saying that you're a baby if you get upset when someone's trying to murder you. <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine if someone was trying to kill me, I'd feel pretty upset about it. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, I think when you think of serial killer, you think no emotion whatsoever, and it's probably not true. They'd hmm. probably be just as scared as anyone else if they were being killed. Don't know. It's yeah. just interesting to ponder all this stuff. I just Yeah. As well as the killings, mm. it's the mindset, isn't it? Like just talking about the mindset of someone that could do all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and get away with it. Exactly. This is very much the most modern version of Jack the Ripper we have. Mm. But don't you think, right, that actually it all sounds very unbelievable. But when you think back to OJ's case, they had to um they had to actually convince that the that was when DNA became DNA evidence became a a thing before then it just wasn't even like people pretty much mocked it they sneered at this thought that you would use it and that you know that's not going to be reliable enough um yeah you know it's only after oj's case that people are like, oh, yeah we should probably take note of this so imagine that imagine like it wasn't even as if so in the 60s it just would have been completely like what are you talking about that we can test for dna like are you mm. mental like that, it, so it just, 
it just feels like a different world. Mm. Sorry, Tiss, we we went on a, a tangent there, um, in some ways, but not in, you know. Well, I feel like now we've just established that it's a two-parter. We're giving ourselves more breathing room to ponder on different tracks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's definitely a two-parter. I mean, we're not even... Oh, yeah, we're not even on the suspects, and the suspects is an episode in itself. It seems. Yeah, that's what I say. We'll do, we'll do the suspects next time. We'll do the other stuff this time. So where are we up to with the killings, then? He's done his... We're up uh, to... Park killing. Yes, so th- we've got one killing left. Right. Okay. Uh, if we're if we're to follow the uh, the uh, confirmed zodiac kind of in in the sort of canon of, of the zodiac, if you like. Right. Um. Right. Let's find. Here we go. Paul Stein. Paul Stein was a taxi driver. This was October eleventh, nineteen sixty nine. This is the one I was thinking about earlier when I said it's just the one in the car. It's the taxi. Yeah. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. This is the last killing, uh, right. confirmed killing. Uh, cab driver Paul Stein, age 29, was shot once in the head at point-blank range. The weapon was a 9mm semi-automatic pistol, not the same 9mm used in the Ferrin murder. There are three witnesses from a house on the southeast mm. corner of the intersection uh, that saw him. Stein's cab was hailed at Mason and Geary Streets, with the intended destination being Washington and Maple Streets near the Presado, Presadio. For reasons unknown, the cab ended up at Washington and Cherry, uh, a block away from the original destination. Stein's wallet and keys were taken and a large portion of his shirt, which were carefully torn off. Bloody fingerprints potentially of the suspect were recovered from the vehicle, according to the police document... A pair of men's size seven black leather gloves was also found. Uh, The three witnesses watched the suspect from approximately 60 feet away as he wiped down the cab with a cloth after killing Stein. Uh, They called the police and described a white male, 25 to 30 years old, 5'8 to 5'9, stocky build, reddish brown hair, worn in a crew cut. Uh, heavy rimmed glasses and dark clothing. This sounds like if you got me and beef and squished us into one person. Yeah, I was, exactly. I was just <laughs> thinking that. Mm. <laughs> Stocky build, thick rimmed glasses. Is that, is, that a, is that an admission of guilt? <laughs> beef and Bob. <laughs> um. So this one, this one feels really weird compared to the others because it feels just he wiped it down. Yeah, it feels more. It feels less elaborate because he's just like sh- just shooting a taxi driver. This is the first murder in which the murderer could choose when and where he was going to kill the victim. Right. I was going to say it feels less elaborate because he's just shooting the guy, but more elaborate because it's so public. It's like in the street, basically. Yeah. So yeah. it's more public, yeah. but like less theatrical. It's really confidence odd. level is super high at this point. Yeah, and in the film again, um, this is shot in the way in which you were seeing what the witnesses would have seen. So it's from the windows of the houses yeah. looking at the taxi down because all the murders they've tried to do it from the people that were witnesses' point of views. And that's that's why I remember this bit very well, because it is from the windows of the people that saw it. So you're seeing what the people that witnessed reported. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, And 
Unfortunately, uh, the police dispatcher mistakenly described the suspect as being a black male adult. Because he's wearing black clothing. Yeah. Well, no, I think it was just... I think they knew that the suspect... The, uh, what do you call them? The witnesses knew he was white. I think it was mm. just a case of good old-fashioned uh, racism. Yeah, mm. racial stereotyping, innit? <laughs> These crazy serial killers are always white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. As a result, when patrol officers Donald Folk and Eric Zelms um, minutes later observed a white man walking east on Jackson Street, he was never stopped and questioned. The officers did get a good look at him, however. When the correct description of the suspect was finally broadcast, the officers realised they might have encountered him. A search of the area where the man had been observed was conducted to no avail. The man seen by Falcon's Elms was very similar to the suspect observed by the three witnesses. He was white, 35 to 45 years old, 5'10", between 180 and 200 pounds, barrel-chested with a light-coloured crew-cut hair and wearing glasses. The man didn't appear to be carrying anything and no conversation between the man and the officers took place. Yeah, that's that's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, why didn't they... They didn't even bother. They didn't even stop him. Like, there's a murder. you got to stop everyone, no matter what. And also, like, not only that, this is in the era of Zodiac, when they should have their guard up for any weird shit like this. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's pretty unacceptable, isn't it? Again, it's... Yeah, it's just nuts. Yeah. So that's the Paul Stein murder. So, so two two police. You, you say it was two police that just walked past this guy. I believe it was a patrol in a patrol car. I think they were. I think they drove past him. But okay. Um. But still, I suppose the way they described him was different to the way to the description they were given, though. In some ways, crew cut and glasses is quite close, though. I suppose, but the height and the build sounded different. And I suppose what you would what you would describe as someone with a stocky build and what my perception of that would look like is different. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So imagine how hard that would be. Like I don't even know how, how they and barrel chested is interesting. Like that's to me a barrel chested man is different to stocky. Stocky build is yeah. you're short and you're you're like Heavy set, broad. your broad, broad shoulders, almost like stocky rugby player build. Barrel chested is more like you're a big guy. Yeah. Like a beer belly. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Like a big Viking. <laughs> 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 yeah. But this is, again, that's like how confident he is. He just walked away. What? He just like calmly cruised past yeah. the police well he not only just walked away he calmly got into the front cu- front seat wiped down yep uh, parts of the car and yep. tore off a part of his shirt or delicately cut away a part of his shirt while witnesses were watching and then casually walked off mm. and uh there's there's a letter that got sent uh to the san francisco chronicle on the 13th of october um, when was the actual killing? Uh, the killing, yeah, the killing was October as well. So the letter was sent basically the same, same month, probably the same week, I guess. But 
probably. Uh, this is the Zodiac speaking. I am the murderer of the taxi driver over by Washington Street of Maple Street last night. Oh, last night, there you go. To prove this, uh, I have his blood-stained piece of his shirt. I am the same man who did the people in the North Bay area. The, the San Francisco police could have caught me last night if they had searched the park properly instead of holding road races with their motor circles, seeing who could make the most noise. The car, the cab driver, drivers should have just parked their car and sat there quietly waiting for me to come out of cover. Oh, the something driver? Must have been cop drivers. Um, out of cover. Uh, and then he ends the letter with this chilling uh, parting note. School children make nice targets. I think I shall wipe out a school bus some morning. Just shoot out the front tyre and then just pick off the kiddies as they come bouncing out. Yeah. Whoa. That's like, I, I, I remember that. Pick off the kiddies as they come bouncing out. Mm. And this this caused, uh, for, if, the, if the film's to be believed, it killed, caused hysteria. There was talk of shutting schools, um, mm. you know. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I'm not surprised. Because so far, this guy hasn't fucked around. He's done exactly what he said he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take it at face value. He's holding, he's holding the city in the palm of his hand. Yeah. Whilst also that could just be a diversion to what he actually wants to do next. Or he doesn't plan on doing it. He's just fucking around saying something that he thinks is going to shock him. Yeah. Mental. It makes me wonder, like, the, the, the shooting of the cab driver, it makes me wonder if he planned to do that or if it's just, like, took an opportunity, like, hmm. Like, he's carrying his gun and he's like, I could kill this guy. And he just did it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, you can't pin this guy down. Yeah. It's just, it's so interesting. Really interesting. And they'll probably, we'll probably never know who he was. No. There's no way to prove it now, that's the thing. It's like yeah, the Jack exactly. the Ripper thing. They come up with theories all the time, and some of them are so plausible. Like the one that came out Jack the Ripper a few de- few years ago where there was like, oh, he was this barber and blah, blah. But that all sounds very believable, but can you prove it? No. So it will never be solved. Yeah. Because you can't prove anything. No. Yeah. So he's got exactly what he wanted. But he never did blow up a bus, did he? No. Or uh, shoot out a bus? No. No, he never did. Oh. Sorry, I sounded disappointing then. That, that wasn't... Disappointed wasn't the noise I meant to make. Like, oh. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it was more meant to just be like relief. Like, oh, oh, that's good. I could edit your oh in earlier if you like. <laughs> yeah, go on then. <laughs> so that was the last confirmed one. The last confirmed killing of his. That's the last confirmed killing, yeah. It's it is amazing how each one is similar. Like there are similarities. There's only two that there's only two that are like identical and then the rest are kind of There's enough there that you could pin it on yeah, it's definitely the Zodiac. Yeah, he's fucking around again. Yeah, yeah, totally. And actually, like obviously no murder is ever like pleasant, but it it's not it's not really gratu- like gratuitous. It's like the the killings like the shootings and stabbings, like they're all 
That's that's horrible. Don't get me wrong, mm. but it's not it's not completely gratuitous and just no. vulgar and disgusting. It's not like that was why he was doing it. It's not like some killers they get their satisfaction out of the way they do it and what they end up doing to their victims. It's not that at all. It's it's clearly just that he can do it. Well, the most sadistic one is the one by the lake where he's like ordering them around and things. But yeah. even that is feels like he's playing with power. Yeah, and actually yeah. the fact that not everyone was like that. It's like he was just trying mm. it and maybe he was just, just trying didn't, it on, yeah. Just didn't tickle his fancy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to watch this film now, but not tonight. It's too late. See if you can squeeze it in by the time we record the second part, Biff. Yeah. I should think so. I'm going to... It's it's one of those films that you just I keep putting off. I don't know why. Um, but it's... Yeah. I'm actually pretty glad we're going to do The Suspects um, in another episode because there's honestly, there's still... There's probably like three or four documentaries I still could watch that are like two hours each. With all new information. What? So did did you say that he sent another letter, Tis? Yeah. So uh, another letter. The next letter on from that one, November of the same year, uh, and it says, "This is the Zodiac speaking. I thought you would need a good laugh before you hear the bad news. You won't get the news for a while yet. P.S. Could you print this new cipher in your front page? I get." Awfully lonely when I am ignored. So lonely I could do my thing. The way he describes his killings is so weird and distant. Do my thing. And in the other one, it was like, I'm the one who did those up in the north or something. Yeah, did those it, kids. Did the, Yeah, it's so weird the way he speaks. I can't tell if he's really clever or like a little bit simple. It's a weird yeah. mix. He's really intelligent one minute and then he's like, I did those kids, which sounds very like disjointed. Yeah. It's a very weird tone to the way he writes. Um and the free the three forty cipher uh was sent with that and this one is maybe unsolved. Maybe mm. it's been solved. Maybe I'll leave that for the next episode. Maybe So what I wanna do is I wanna read because if we just go back to the first cipher that was sent uh to the free papers Mm-hmm. That was the first cipher, and that was that was solved pretty quickly by some amateur um, cryptologists. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one says, "I like killing people because it's so much fun. Uh, it is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal." Uh, reference to a film. Um, of all to kill something yeah that that was the first cipher mm-hmm. uh, it was discovered cause the amateur cryptologists had assumed that somewhere in the cipher there would be the words kill or killing and yeah. i because the guy had an ego uh, mm. and from that they managed to decode the message uh, quite quickly um, but obviously it didn't reveal his identity. Mm. So sadistic. You said there was other killings that he took credit for. Is there any of those in particular that were interesting or that seemed likely? So there's an interesting one that happened 
and this isn't a killing actually this is a, a failed abduction uh and this was in the film as well this was kathleen johns uh she was driving she was driving down the road and had pulled over because a man in another car had gestured that one of her wheels was wobbling the man also pulled over and offered to fix the problem instead he seemingly made it worse when john's pulled back onto the highway the wheel came off uh, once again offering to help the man convinced her to accept a ride to a service station however according to john's the man drove her and her baby around desolate back roads near the town of tracy for almost two hours threatening to kill them the man was approximately 30 years old 5'9 160 pounds had uh, short dark hair and was wearing heavy rimmed glasses mm. and dark clothing Clutching her daughter, Johns was finally able to escape and found a ride to a nearby town. Once at the police station, Johns spotted the Zodiac wanted poster and frantically identified him as being responsible for the abduction. Over the next few days, San Francisco major newspapers, the Chronicle, the Examiner, ran the story on the incident. And on July 24th, 1970, the Zodiac mailed a letter to the Chronicle, apparently taking credit for the crime. Mm. Uh, there's a bit uh, on this which is sort of like Zodiac victim question mark uh, this mm. case is a mess first of all while John's claims her life was threatened the police report tells a different story in fact the three reports I've read none detail any statement by John about being threatened in any way according to Kathleen uh, the police officers must have relied on memory when preparing her reports as they didn't document any of her story uh, while she was present. And even though the Zodiac wrote a letter in apparent reference to the incident, he uncharacteristically failed to provide the details that would have clearly established his involvement. Mm. Mm. Do you remember, or if did you come across uh, a victim, a potential victim named Donna Lass? Yes. Because that's the one we've talked about. I did literally, as we're sitting here, I flicked through my pod notebook and I've come across my page of notes on that because that's what we talked about on the weird phone calls one. Ah. So my, the the notes I've got for that, yeah, um, it's just a very abbreviated because it's just my notes that I was going to pick up over the time. I've written, in 1970, Donna Lass, 25, went missing and is suspected to have been a victim of Zodiac, worked as a nurse in a casino at California Lake Tahoe, her boss and landlord received a call one day saying she would not be available to work and would be out of town for a while. Her boss called Donna's mother, who had no idea, and visited her home. The car was there without any sign of her. There was an entry by her in her work logbook from the end of her last shift that was unfinished. Perhaps it was interrupted. The call was suspected to be from Zodiac. Six months later, investigator into Zodiac received a postcard from him that mentioned a victim buried at Lake Tahoe that was never found. Whoa. Mm. So that's the one. I knew we'd talked about one of his potential ones before, and that's the one. I just found them notes as we were recording. So on this website, uh, in reaction to that, they yeah. says uh, nothing solid connects last to the Zodiac case other than perhaps the fact that she was living just a few blocks away from the scene of the Zodiac's October 11th, 1969 murder of Paul Stein. Mm. in San Francisco. A postcard supposedly from Zodiac was received by the San Francisco Chronicle on March 22nd, 1971, 
uh, with the implication that Lass was a murder victim. However, the postcard contained no proof. Oh, no proof, because, uh, yeah, he usually uh, gives details. Right, okay. Uh, in 1999, a retired detective revealed to me that a former Zodiac investigator had admitted to forging the Lass postcard. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. interesting. Okay. Um, it's like they're just trying to pin things together like Zodiac was around at that time who went missing around that time that we can say was Zodiac sort of thing on this website as well there is a a photocopy of said postcard Mm. Um, yeah such a great resource there's there's so many great uh, like everything's photocopied you can see all the letters the original letters and everything well because it was also public all these letters and stuff there's, it's mm. all there for you to see because half of them was published in newspapers and stuff. Such a weird public thing. The the investigation was happening almost in the public eye. Yeah. Or the p- amateur investigators had lots to go on from what was happening in the news and um, it probably inspired so many amateur sleuths to take on the task and maybe that was his intention. He's making the cops look stupid so publicly as well, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, waving it in their face for all the public to see. Yeah. And he knows that, you know, your average newspaper editor, it's, you know, it's almost like, you know, they're not going to say no. One, because it will sell their papers. Everyone's going to buy that paper. And, yeah, exactly. And two you're not exactly going to want to be responsible for any harm coming to it. So if mm. you don't print it and you then read of another death, you're going to gonna then think, well, that was my fault. Yeah. So he knows they'll print it. He's not, you know, and it would be different yeah. these days, I suppose. But it's just, yeah, it's just so weird to think it was that public. Yeah. Yeah. M- mental. Really crazy. Let's, let's go through. I've got, uh, there's some, there's, Two other killings uh, that were possible Zodiac victims. Uh, Method of attack. uh, Robert Domingos, aged 18, was shot 11 times. His fiancée, Linda Edwards, aged 17. Fiancée at 17, wow. uh, Was shot nine times. (laughs) The weapon was a 22 caliber semi-automatic. The classic. Probably a rifle. Uh, The ammunition was Winchester Western Super X coated copper long rifle uh there was no indication of <laughs> robbery or sexual molestation the classic signs of a zodiac death there were no witnesses due to the remote location of the crime the bodies weren't found until the following evening um the, uh, so if i go to the why this might have been zodiac or might not have been uh, the similarities between this attack and the Zodiac's Lake Berryessa attack of 1969 are striking. Additionally, the ammunition used to kill Domingos and Edwards was the same kind Zodiac used at his Lake Herman Road attack in 1968. Uh, in 1972, the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Department issued a press release in an attempt to conclusively link Zodiac to the Domingo-Edwards killings. The potential involvement of the Zodiac received extensive coverage in the news media. Uh, conclusion is that Domingo's Edwards tragedy has Zodiac's fingerprints all over it. The knife, gun, pre-cut rope, 
the motiveless assault on vulnerable teenagers at a remote location, it's very unlikely this attack and Zodiac Lake Berryessa attack were the work of separate individuals. Yeah, sounds like that to me. Mm. Um, yeah, apparently the killer approached while they were sunbathing as Edward was forced to bind Domingos at gunpoint with lengths of narrow rope. Uh, both victims attempted to flee and were shot numerous times. So, yeah, very similar to the Lake Berryessa killing. Uh, if not the Zodiac, it's certainly a copycat. Mm-hmm. And the last one, uh, Raymond Davis um, in 1962. So this is, n- yeah, 1962. Wow, this is uh, at least seven years before the main killings that we associate with uh, Zodiac. Uh, after becoming estranged from his wife, Davis lived with his brother in a rented home in Tremont Street, Oceanside. Davis, a driver for the Checker Cab Company, picked up a fare at downtown cab stand, possibly on Mission Avenue, and notified his dispatcher that he was delivering the fare to a location in South Oceanside. Davis was never heard from again. Early the next morning, the body of Davis was found in the exclusive upscale neighborhood called St. Mayo, uh, Oceanside's first gated community. Davis had been shot twice from the back seat of his cab, one shot to the back and one to the other to his head. After dumping the body of Davis in the alley, his killer escaped in the cab before quickly abandoning it at 400 Pacific Street. Uh, The exact dump site of the body was an alley directly behind 1962 uh, 1962 South Pacific Street. The investigation revealed that Davis wasn't robbed and the police could never establish a motive for the killing. I'm not sure about that one. I don't know why. It just doesn't feel... Mm. Yeah. I was going to say that. The one before, I'm like, yeah, maybe. That one, it doesn't feel... But then Zodiac's so unpredictable that... Who knows? Yeah. Because if you'd have told me if that one with about the taxi driver wasn't confirmed, I'd have been like, oh, that doesn't feel real. Doesn't sound like a Zodiac. So who fucking knows? Mm. Yeah. The conclusion that uh, the website has is that with all the unusual similarities between the confirmed zodiac attacks and the murder of ray davis i see Mm. only two possibilities the zodiac killer somehow learned of davis case and decided to copy it or davis was killed by the actual zodiac Mm. in 1971 letter the zodiac killer claimed he had many undiscovered victims in southern california and i believe davis was likely one of them while there is no available DNA in the Davis case, the possibility exists of using ballistics to prove the same uh, twenty-two weapon was used in both Zodiac case. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and the murder of Ray Davis, which 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 would give definitive proof. For now, however, Davis is a definitely a possible Zodiac victim. Thing with Zodiac though is like he's so full of it as well as, like, laying it all on the line. Like, when he's like, I'm an escaped convict and all that stuff, he's so full of shit sometimes that Mm. when he's like, oh, I killed all these people as well and I killed all them, like, did you? Or did you just kill, like, the six or so people that we know about? And when you're just just being a blowhard, you're like, oh, actually, I've killed loads more. Mm, Where's the evidence for those then, Zodi? Exactly. Zodi. (laughs) (laughs) Zodi. (laughs) Zodi. (laughs) 
Wow. So there's. I don't know how you ever thought was going to get through this in one episode, Tis. I wow. Yeah. I wanted as much information as possible. So we sorry. We just got through the victims. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to crack the case next time round. Yeah, next time when we've sat to stew on it and we'll look through the, the suspects, we'll we'll crack it after all these years, yeah. finally. No problem. I think the start of the next episode, I'm going to run straight into the Dunbar interview that we've yeah, spoken so I was going to say before. you're going to cover that as well, yeah. Uh, and also the cracked crypto... To, uh, the crypto... Uh, what do you call it? Cryptography... Cri- mm-hmm. cryptoid <laughs> I don't know what you'd call it cypher uh, the cryptic cryptozoology the cypher uh, the cypher uh, the 370 cypher has been cracked right uh, very recently like weeks ago or maybe months ago oh if that's not a tantalising thread for our listeners to come back next time I don't know what is exactly I mean they could um, probably look it up themselves in between but <laughs> no, don't, don't look it up don't do it you're not allowed <laughs> Wait, wait to hear it from us. So you next time you've wait. got the cipher decoded, you've got the Dunbar interview, and you've got all the suspects. It's going to be another meaty one. Yeah, yeah, totally. And we're going to crack the case once and for all. We're going to crack it. Um, excellent. Well, this has been really fun. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll call it there. It's super late. Uh, I've got work in the morning. Uh, I haven't had a chance to go through the emails for a while. I've been taking a bit of a break. So everyone who sent me emails from December till now, uh, maybe by the time this comes out, I'll have responded, but I'm going to start going through them this weekend and and respond to everyone, Uh, which also means I haven't really gone through Listener of the Week, Pair of the Week stuff. But uh, Listener of the Week, I'm going to give to someone who's a long, long time listener who regularly... uh, comments on the show and sends me messages and says still loving it it's amazing someone who's actually been on the show in the early days anthony swift uh-huh. uh so kind of a cheat because we actually know him in real life but it's been a long time since i've actually seen you in person swifty uh he was on our second discussion episode the first one we had a guest mm. we talked about belief years ago yeah uh one of our maybe our first guest i think first guest yeah for sure yeah but still dedicated listener. So Swifty, thanks for listening. I really appreciate when you message me every now and then and say you're still enjoying the show. Here's your mm. listener of the week. Listener of the week. Listener nice one, Swift. Week. Thanks, mate. And pet of the week. So I haven't had a chance to go through, but I know we've got submissions because I see the names of the emails, but I haven't actually read any of them. So what I'm doing is, do you remember, not last time, but the time before, um, we gave a unnamed cat pet of the week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is that this cat isn't getting a new pet of the week, but now I know its name. Mm, I'm okay. going to mention its name. The cat is called Prim, and I have a picture of it here. Tiss won't be able to see, but B, if you can describe the cat for him, if you like. Ah, it looks just like my cat, Figaro. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, black and black and white, mostly black, yeah. with a white nose and a white line up the center of his face, and like yeah. a white. Almost like, like a bib. white cravat, like a bib, yeah. Is <laughs> yeah, cute looking cat. So that's uh Beth Tilly's grumpy cat who uh, we had to wrestle away from the unicorn bike to be pet of the week. Now it's getting <laughs> its own official pet of the week, now that we have a picture and the name to go with it. But uh that doesn't mean if you've sent yours in, you're getting ignored. I've got loads to go through, uh and I'm sure there's gonna be more sent in. Uh, so thanks everyone for all your emails. They will all get, be getting responded to ASAP. If you want to send us stuff, uh, pictures, comments, emails, 
suggestions, anything, you can do so directly at the email, which is unexplainableuk at mail.com, or you can go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com and contact through there. You can also find loads of links to all the other stuff that's relevant to the show, uh, links to our tea Public store, where through popular demand, the SUV to Mars t-shirts are now back available. We have all our designs on there now. Um, so you can go to the T Public Store from the website. Also on that website, you can donate monetarily if you'd like. Uh, you can find links to our social medias. And the other website you can go to is my personal website. That's bobshoy.com, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y, because this podcast is part of the Bob Shoy Podcast Network, as well as some other shows. So if you go on my website, you can see those. You might enjoy those as well. You can also support my time editing and researching for those shows at patreon.com slash bobshoy. You made it. I got through all that about breathing, it felt like. You did. I'm impressed. Uh, So, yeah, we're in the middle of a new... Well, we're at the start of a new series now. Tiss is going to get two episodes in this one, uh, which is good, because we always do five, and I didn't know what the fifth one was going to be. So Tiss is doing Ah, two, me and Beef will do one, and I know Rick is getting one ready for a revisited, so it's going to be a good good series and a good start to the year. Sweet. Amazing. Yeah, that was fun. That was a really good, like, nice way back into it. Thanks, Tiss real popular well demanded topic to kick off mm. 2021 yeah it, it needed to be done sooner than later it i'm surprised it took us this long to do it mm. um, you've been doing that though tis when you did the men in black one you've been picking up these threads that we've left laying on the floor yeah it's because i look at the list and i'm just like oh, what's the obvious shit we haven't do. done yet <laughs> i don't know what to do and then zodiac's got so much information online i'm just like well It'd be rude not to. I've got one I want to do that I've been wanting to do for a while, but I think it's going to be like a lot of research. So depending on mm. how much time I have, I'm either going to do that or something lighter. But we'll see. I've got my yeah. assessment next week. So after that, I'll be working on my episode. <laughs> I've been staying away from like Da Vinci and the Sistine Chapel, that sort of era. <laughs> can't can't get my facts straight on that side. So I'm some... going to do an episode all about the best flubs on Weird Tales. That's my episode. All the things we've got wrong over the years. <laughs> it's gonna have to be a free oh, part. Oh god. I was gonna say that's it's the longest fucking, episode ever. Yeah. <laughs> that's almost like hundred and fifty of those episodes, to be fair. <laughs> Weird tales redacted. Right, yeah. okay. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh thanks for putting me in a better mood, guys. No problem. Yeah, it's been fun. I needed it. I needed to have a pick me up. Me too. It's been great. Very selfish, but I needed to pick me up today. Yeah. So um yeah. So until next time, everyone. We love you. Yeah. Stay and, Zodiac. Uh, Zodiac, I guess later. we'll see you soon. <laughs> Lots don't, of don't, love. Don't get shot in a secluded area. <laughs> <laughs> Although if you're the guy, it seems statistically that you'd probably survive. So um, chin up. But don't go to make out point. Until and next if time. you do, don't go in a convertible. Chin up. And if someone drives behind you, just drive off. Don't wait for the flashlight to come out. Right, I'm not dragging this out anymore. Sign off. I'm not, See you later. I'm not, I'm not dragging it out anymore. See you later, Zodi. See you, bye. 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 Love you, love you. Bye, bye, bye.
That's also the biggest, the biggest mug I've ever seen in my life. It's bigger than your head. It's a Thatcher's uh, <laughs> tank, like a tankard cider stein. If I have tea out of it, it's great. Brilliant. Is it? Are you so drinking we... a pint of tea? <laughs> it's got to be a pint. That's it's like got one of the first direct mugs, the ones that you can like fit over your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, those Sports Direct ones are mad. They always give them away for free, and then I'm like, you dirty bastards when I see them in charity shops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're going to charge yeah. you for something that they give away for free. <laughs> Who would buy one of those? No one wanted them. No. That's why they were giving them away. No one needs that much fucking tea. No, no one. And I'm English. Apart, you know? apart from you, clearly. It's like, it's like necking a rucksack of tea. <laughs> The Sports Direct mug has got to be at least three litres. <laughs> it's got to be three litres. <laughs> Hoo-hoo! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.